Well, good morning, nice to be with you this morning, and I uh, just really love being in the prayer room and listening to some of the stuff that was getting prayed and the worship there. But I was at the men's meeting on Tuesday there, uh, and here, and we had a blessed, blessed time. You know, so there's something about those meetings where something just happens in my spirit, you know, and I feel a real liberty to worship God and what Bert McCaig shared was very powerful. I like to be Bert preaches, so we had a blessed time there. And Thursday night over at Motherwell, we had, uh, me Maggot was over with Adele and Gillian, and another blessed, blessed time. Sandy, Sandy came in at the end. And uh, with a guy speaking, I just want to share some of the stuff he said, uh, John Craig from Parkhead Nazarene Church. But, uh, you know, there's people in here being a, a, a real blessing to me, or people like you and Sandy and Liz and now Gillian and Adele and that's helping us as well. And with Graham a few weeks ago, Graham came over and, and spoke and led worship, and that was another blessed, blessed time. So just thank God for some people in here who have been a real blessing. But on Thursday night there, I texted a guy last night, actually it was in the meeting, his name's Paul Thompson, I hadn't seen him for a wee while, and I says it was good to see you on Thursday. I, well, I, and I, first of all I would say, I came away from the meeting feeling totally refreshed, you know, and I texted this guy last night, no Friday night, and he texts back, and he said, and I never told him how, what I felt, and he says the exact same thing, I felt totally refreshed. So with the guy speaking, and uh, his name is John Craig, for Parkhead Nazarene Church and uh, John was brought up in the Church of Scotland, his dad was a minister and uh, he had a sheltered life but he ended up with some health issues, ME, then cancer and even to this day his health isn't right but in the kind of, through and through that process, God gave, gave him empathy and compassion for other people, you know, and he began to relate to people. But Parkhead Nazarene, this is what's happening in it. In the last five years, the congregation has doubled in size. You know, they had a, a building, they knocked it down about 10 year, years ago, and they rebuilt this other building. And uh, the, this building they've got now, they're ready to out, if it grows any more, they are ready to outgrow it. They've got about 250 people there. Plus they're planting, they planted up in Shettleston, they've bought an old pub. But I was there back in the beginning of June. It was a Friday night meeting to have once a month. It's called a, a recovery cafe. And somebody told me it is absolutely packed out. You know, it is, it is thriving. So I was thinking, well, that will be some people that are reaching for the community but the majority of the people will be church people. You know, that's what I thought. And I got there on the Friday night. I took the night off for to go and speak in this meeting. And I got there and I was completely wrong. It's all people that are reaching for the community. Loads and loads and loads of people. They are reaching. It is absolutely unbelievable. It is astounding that they're seeing a harvest in Parkhead. And that church before maybe about 10 years ago, it was very kind of middle class, people with good jobs, professionals, school teachers, I was in and out because I worked in that area, and, uh, but now it's completely changed, and some of the people they are reaching, he says, have got significant physical health issues, and mental health issues, and I deal with people like that as well, and uh, what you will find is, that people who have been through major, major difficulties in life and major traumas, they end up with mental health issues. And if that is 
if that is not addressed, it's only really Jesus that can address it. Sooner or later, or maybe after a few years, those uh, mental health issues begin to manifest into physical health issues. So you may have come across people in life who are carrying major, major issues. And the, you, get, you get talking to them, I know somebody in my mind right now, and they tell you, I've got this condition, talking about mentally, that condition, this condition, that condition, then they start telling you about their physical problems, and they can name about six different things that are wrong, wrong with them physically. And what you will find is the mental stuff started first, and medical science tells us that people who are carrying major things within the major different little issues mentally and emotionally it will eventually begin to manifest into physical sicknesses different types of sicknesses and me John was saying that some of the people that are reaching in Parkhead are those type of people, people with major major issues and uh, Bert was speaking the other night about the power of the Holy Spirit and about receiving more of the Holy Spirit to make a difference. And in here at the one day men's conference, Kenny Bothwick was seeing some things very, very, very similar. And he has been in ministry, he was in ministry for a long time, dealing with people for a long time. And he gave an example, and that example will be a real example. He says, if a woman stands in front of you, and she has been raped multiple times by her own father. What on earth can you offer to that person? And what he was saying was, out with the power of God, what can you offer to that person? And I know people, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm connected with people like that right now. People who are absolutely women uh, I have spoke to who are absolutely haunted. Two of them in my mind right now, professing Christians absolutely haunted for that kind of thing who have been through major, major, major traumas and some, one of them in particular it was so mentally ill it has began to manifest into physical sicknesses, the various types of physical sicknesses and there's people like that right now in churches but not just in churches but out there within society and uh, you think, you know, what is the answer? You may have met some of those people who are on massive amounts of medication, all different types of medication. And what is going on in Parkhead right now is some of the people they are reaching is they're coming for their backgrounds, you know, and people like that, people with, with, with severe mental health, they can be very difficult to deal with. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them, they can be difficult. And, and, and why, I'm, why I say this is, but, but, see, I believe there's a harvest coming. It's coming. It's, what is happening in Parkhead is going to begin to break out all over the country. And if it is the case that some of the same people are coming in for the community, it's no church people, it's people with difficult backgrounds. We're going to need love for them. We're going to need acceptance. We're going to need tolerance. But there's something else we're going to need, and it is really the power of God. The power of God to see people set free. And that's what Bert was saying the other night, and that's what Kenny Bothwick was saying. Why is that? Because in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says, The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. You know, and we need to see, really, us, anything that is holding us, chains being broken off our 
lives and that only happened by the power of God so that we can give it away to others Jesus says freely you have received freely give you cannot give away what you've not got and that power we need we're not moving in it right now I don't believe we're not but we're going to be and how is that going to happen I believe God is calling people he's calling people higher and he's calling people in here right now to us right now to a deeper level of consecration meaning consecration meaning to be deeply devoted to a purpose to be sanctified to be set apart to be really a pure chosen vessel that God could work through uh, the other night Bert was using a scripture so I know not everybody was there but he was preaching out of a scripture from uh, Ezekiel chapter 23 verse 30 and it says I looked for a man who would stand in the gap on behalf of the land I looked for a man and that was at a time where Israel had, they had fell away from God and they were, the country was in deep darkness, deep apostasy and God says if I can just find a man you know today back then God was saying if I can find one person one person who would intercede in behalf of this nation I can turn things around just one person that's all he was, that's all he was saying and that's all he was looking for but today it's a new generation and I believe God is looking for many today he's looking for anybody who will respond to that invitation the Bible says that many are called but few few are chosen see we need to we need to choose to be chosen we need to respond to the call and God is calling us today into a totally new place with him to see this nation turned around and I can say things like I believe there's a harvest coming I believe it's coming here I believe it's coming to Motherwell and people can be we can get very sceptical and say well I've heard that before but let me tell you it's happening right now in Parkhead it's been happening for five years and uh, it's even happening in Rikese somebody started a church in Rikese one year ago a guy called Alan McWilliams left a church in White Inch to start a church in Rikese and right now they are reaching people not church people people for the community we met some of them recently didn't we Hugh and uh, Jillian and I were there as well and I don't know don't know if you were there that night Sandy but they're reaching the, the community the, the meeting in Motherwell uh, recently a big crowd of them and the guy was speaking and they're reaching people very very fast this guy who started the, the, the church plan he's just a normal guy the same as the people at Parkhead Nazarene Church they're just normal people you know, the senior pastor and the assistant pastor, both of them have had issues with cancer, major health issues that they're recovering, recovering from. But that night I went to Parkhead Nazarene Church. Uh, I told you there was about 150 people there and we joined. He's making an appeal for people, for see people want to come out for prayer. And I spoke to many people that night. Many people were coming out for prayer. And it was unbelievable. This guy saying, I've been saved four months. This woman, I've been saved four years. I lost my son to drugs. This guy saying, I'm not sure if I'm saved. You know, so many different types of people. And, uh, you know, hearing the gospel 
not just hearing the gospel but responding to the gospel I know a woman that goes to that church and, and she's part of the kind of team there and she says I am totally she she's kind of cares for her daughter so she doesn't do a, a normal job and she says I'm totally bombarded with people wanting ministry with people wanting contact through phone calls through one-to-ones and uh, when she initially told me this I was kind of unsure but I never said that to anybody but then I went I seen it with my own eyes you know that God is moving powerfully you know just down the, down the road there and you know I believe as I said already it's going to break out but you know people we can see people with major issues I mean, you know the gospel is for everybody but the ones with the major issues we can see them getting saved you know and maybe getting a measure of stability and direction into their life but to see people set free we need something more than what we have experienced so far in Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1 it says that ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain this is that time this is the time right now this is the time of the latter rain and the Lord will send flashing clouds flashing clouds, what is that? it's thunder and lightning what happens when there is thunder and lightning there is a mighty downpouring of rain and that's the picture that has been painted in Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1 a mighty downpouring of the Holy Spirit it says the Lord will send rain but it says we need to ask him and I believe God is just looking for he's wanting to capture our hearts in such a way that we'll lay down our lives again in total surrender at a whole new level life's deeply you know focused uh, on Jesus Christ and it's in that place God will begin to do a work of preparation for us to become participators in a coming move of God you know in 20, another way I could describe what this looks like is I'll share this with you, I've never shared this here before but I shared it one night over in Motherwell just in the, the wee introduction I did and I think Hugh, Hugh was there that night so I think he's the only person who's heard me speaking about this but in 2014 2014, I even remember the month it was between just leaving February getting into March and it was a Monday and I was over at my mum's house I visit her on a Monday even the day I still visit on a Monday she stayed in the airport at the time and I went over and visited them and then I would go on back then I never even had internet but I got it later on at the end of the year the end of that year I got internet and so I would go over and I would use her internet I would go on her, her laptop and then put headphones in and watch different kind of wee videos and that and this particular day a video popped up of a, a man by the name of Mike, Mike Bickle. Mike Bickle is the pastor of the, the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. It's thousands of people he's connected with and connected with that ministry. And in 1999, he started a 24-hour prayer, prayer and worship. And now there's maybe about 2,000 people connected with that part of the ministry alone, just to keep it going. So what they do is, he, he kind of pioneered that. Now it's, now it's happening in other places as well. But it's like two-hour slots. 
uh, people will come in for two hours some of them will be leading worship some of them will be praying then somebody else comes in for two hours two hours and this is right around the clock 365 days a year and what they're praying for really for, for, for a move of God you know the harvest at the end of the age and that the church would be purified different things they're praying for but that's one of the main things that they are praying for and what happened was uh, a prophetic, an old man that was very, very prophetic, died in 2014. And this man, he impacted so, so many leaders and spoke so many prophecies that came to pass about churches and movements and, and this kind of thing. And so many people refer to him, you know, that he impacted their lives. But he gave a prophecy 30 years before he died, which would be maybe in the 80s. And what he says was, he says, there is a day coming where God is going to release a grace. Uh, and he says, the, the, the timeline is his death. And Mike Bickle initially thought it was a bit unusual. Thought this, this, he just only met him at the time and thought it was a bit unusual. You know, the prophecy and kind of thing. He says, the timeline is my death. He says, I've seen my own gravestone. And what the prophecy was is that God is going to release a grace. He used three different scriptures. I'm going to just mention one of them this morning. But uh, God is going to release a grace for people to live in the first commandment. And the first commandment is, uh, Jesus quoted it. The first commandment is not listed with the ten. The ten are listed in Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5. But Jesus quoted, somebody asked him, what is the, the first and the greatest commandment? And Jesus quoted for Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Uh, that, that's what Jesus quoted. And what happened was Mike Bickle said that uh, the prophecy was that God is going to release a grace for people to begin to live in that place in the first commandment. And the timeline is around about 2014. It was just a rough guideline. And as he spoke, it was a 10 minute video I watched and this is what happened to me. This kind of revelation and this prophetic word uh, literally exploded in my spirit. I'm talking about literally for seven days and I was absolutely on fire for seven days and I knew God was confirming this to me that this is a, an accurate prophetic word and I knew really it had already been happening I, I believe in the years leading up to 2014 with different people and it's been happening since and it's going to continue to happen that God is putting out, putting out an invitation and he's really what is going on is Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 where it says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts is loyal to him that verse is saying that God is looking for people and he's looking for people throughout the whole earth who will, who will absolutely give him everything, who will surrender every part of their lives, every part of their being to him. Remember the scripture, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Offer, I think it was prayed this morning in the room, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. 
then you'll know his, his readable services. It's saying that give, really when it's saying your bodies, it's speaking of our lives. You know, everything about us, our, our bodies, our minds, our, our, our souls, God is saying give me everything. Give me everything and I am going to move powerfully in your life. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts is loyal to him. And I believe right now God is calling us deeper. And deeper and, 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 and there's people in here and there may be stuff in your life that is holding you back. You know, it has to be cut off. You know, maybe habits, you know, maybe uh, just being, being passive, you know, it may be certain friendships or a, a relationship, but things that need cut off, why to go fully more into his presence? And how do we go deeper with God? It's just taking another step towards him and, and deeper into his presence. And in response, he will take a step towards us. The scripture that I mentioned already, that Bert kept mentioning the other night, God is looking for a man or a woman. You know, he's looking for a person who will stand in the gap on behalf of the land. And one person, God was saying to Israel, I can do this if if I can get one person, I can bring a turnaround in this nation. I can do something supernaturally and turn this nation around. But today, he's looking for many. He's looking for many in every nation. And I believe people right now are responding to that call. And more people are going, and God is going to turn around this nation. He's finding men and he's finding women who are standing in the gap. And what does that look like? What I see already, about really surrendering everything to God, beginning to live in that place of prayer, in that place of intercession, where we're interceding, you know, for God to turn things around in the nation, in our families, in our own lives, in our communities, in churches. And people will come in, will experience a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our life and people will come in and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing you know it's in that place we begin to read the word of God and fill ourselves up with the word of God Jesus says again quoting from Moses it says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 it says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, in the same way our physical bodies need food, that our spirit man, our born again spirit man, needs the word of God to survive. See, without food, the body will not survive. And without the word of God, it's like nourishment to our spirit, it will not survive, it will not flourish, it will not grow, there will be no spiritual growth. And it's in that place really, in Hebrews chapter 11, it's the faith chapter and it, says, and it talks about the, the heroes of the faith and they did this and they done that and they done this. And the writer was talking about people who had went before him. And one of the things he says was they obtained promises. They obtain promises. Now, the promises right now are in that Bible. That's where they are. There's over 31,000 verses in there. And people, they, they, they try and come up with how many of them are promises. And one guy says 
3,000 of those verses are promises. Another guy says, no, there's 5,000 of them promises. Somebody else has said 7,000, but it doesn't really matter the, the figure. But we know there's thousands of promises. Just say it's 3,000, you know, the, the lowest, you know, uh, estimate. Just say it's 3,000 promises in that Bible. How do we begin to possess those promises? Well, first we need to know what they are. And the only way we're going to know what they are is beginning to read the Word of God and read it and read it and read it. It begins to flush everything else out. It begins to heal us. It begins to sanctify us. It begins to renew our minds. But at the same time, we're beginning to see what the promises are. And when God begins to bring those promises alive, we're doing the same thing is what they've done in Hebrews chapter 11 or what the guy what it was wrote about in chapter 11 were obtaining promises and there's people in here today this morning who God has given you promises for your own life you have obtained promises they're in your spirit but we need to see those promises now going from knowing that God has given us it, we've obtained them to begin to possess them to begin to see the promises manifesting and you might be in here this morning and you say well God's never gave me a promise or, or, or promises but God can all you need to do is begin to start reading that Bible and begin to cultivate a relationship with him and he begins to give us promises for our own life and when the storms of life come we hang on to those promises you know we hang on and we become unshakable because we know I know what God says, says to me you know the greatest need in the church today I believe and not just in the church and in the world is healing is healing, and that is one of the promises in the word of God it's one of the things God has spoke to me about in Ezekiel chapter 47 it says there's a river and it is called the river of life and it says God has spoke to me says that river is going to come and this is what it says about that river it says everything that river touches it is going to bring life to it and it is going to bring healing. But it also says it is going to bring salvation because it says, but this river is, it says, fishermen will stand, excuse me, will stand by it uh, at the rivers of Engedi. And it says there will be a multitude of fish, a multitude of fish. And it goes on to say, these fish will be great fish, exceedingly many. So Ezekiel chapter 47 is speaking of the river of the Holy Spirit. And it's speaking of the Holy Spirit and coming in such a way that there's going to be salvation and it's going to be multitudes and there's going to be healing and life. Everything that river touches is going to bring healing and life to it. And that is one of the things, one of the promises God has spoke to me about that healing is coming. We need it for our own lives, but we need it for the people who are coming in. See, Israel, they left Egypt and they went into the wilderness. And they went for the wilderness to inherit in the promised land. It was a place of provision. It was a place of safety. It was a place of abundance. And it was also a, a geographical piece of land. And, you know... In Hebrews, I think it's chapter 4, it says there's another day coming, another day for the people of God. And it speaks of another day of rest. 
And it says if Joshua had given them rest, meaning if Joshua had, if they had fulfilled that, and uh, uh, the, 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 uh, sh- uh, I'm starting here, <laughs> slow down a wee bit. Uh, it says if they had fulfilled that, it wouldn't have spoke of another day. So in Hebrews chapter 4 it speaks of there's another day coming. And it's talking about another day where we're going to inherit the promised land. But it's different from Israel because Israel, they inherited the promised land, which was the nation, the land. But we, we're not going to inherit land, we're not going to inherit the nation of Israel. We are going to inherit the promises of God. This is what it's saying. These promises in the Bible, they wouldn't wouldn't be in it if there wasn't a generation going to begin to possess them. You know, and how do we possess them? We begin to learn what they are. We begin to obtain promises and believing that they are going to manifest. So God is looking for a man or a woman. You know, he's looking for many, many women who will stand in the gap on behalf of the land. You know, the eyes of the Lord run to and through, through, through throughout the whole earth. To show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. And I believe he's asking us for a response this morning. That will come, really take a step towards him again. You know, not just this morning but in the days ahead. That we go deeper with him. That our hearts respond in such a way that we say, Lord I want to live for you. You know, I want your manifest presence in my life. I will pay any price for the power of God. For the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. I'll just finish with this. In Acts chapter 6, verse 8, it speaks of this guy called Stephen. He just appeared from nowhere. And it says that, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. This guy, nobody knew who he was. He seemed to have been in a place of seclusion, meaning a place of isolation. Then all of a sudden he came from uh, seclusion to inclusion. And he says he came on the scene full of faith and power. And he did great wonders and signs among the people. Great wonders and signs among the people. Why could he do great wonders and signs among the people? Because he was full of faith and power. And when I say he went from seclusion to inclusion, very, very quickly, what does that mean? He went, nobody knew who he was. He was never mentioned except he was mentioned about three verses earlier, but he became one of the seven. He was picked to be one of the seven. Then he came on the scene full of faith and power, beginning to do great wonders and signs among the people. Why could he do those great wonders and great wonders and signs? Because he was full of faith and power. See, we need to position ourselves for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Then, when we come into contact with people, you know we've got something to offer them. Where the yoke and the lives will be destroyed because of the anointing, because of the power of God. So let's just pray. So, Father, we come before you, Lord. And we can all be carrying brokenness, Lord, to different degrees. Lord, and we need healing in our lives, Lord. Healing 
in the churches Lord Lord if, if our lives are not transformed Lord if we cannot be made whole how can we offer it to others those who we are going out to reach those who come in Lord we really need the power of God Lord and we're asking for the power of God in these days we're asking for this great harvest Lord to begin a begin to break out all over the nation Lord what's happening in Parkhead Lord over the last five years where their congregation has doubled in size we're praying Lord that it would begin to happen here in Motherwell Lord in Glasgow Lord in Edinburgh we're praying Lord for a mighty outpouring of your spirit Lord we're praying for the power of God you says tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endured with power from on high Lord and give us the grace Lord to begin to live in that first commandment Lord that place of total uh, devotion to you where we shall love the Lord our God with all our heart with all our soul and with all our strength Lord we're crying out Lord for more of you Lord I believe there's people, Lord, in here right now, Lord, and scattered everywhere where our spirits are not satisfied. We are longing for more of the presence and the power of God in our lives. We're longing for, for more of the word of God, the mysteries of God to be revealed to us, Lord. We're crying out, Lord, as the deep calls unto the deep at the sound of your waterfalls Lord Jesus help us Lord it's only you that can do it Lord it takes it takes God to love God Lord you need to impart something to us Lord you need to do something within us supernaturally Lord that we would be able to love you Lord in the way that we want it Lord with no, no limitations Lord no restrictions Lord no nothing hindering us for Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 6 says and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants that you may love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live so Lord that scripture is telling us you need to do a work you need to do a cutting away within us for us to come into that place but we love you, Lord, with all our heart and with all our soul, that we may live. So, Lord, I'm praying today, Lord, you would take us deeper into that place. Lord, not just today, but, Lord, but this coming week, Lord, in the days, in the weeks, in the months ahead, Lord, that you'll bring a shift, Lord, to our lives, Lord. And it's about loving you, Lord, as if we've been changed and transformed by you. Lord, forgive our sins today, Lord. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. Purify our hearts. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Lord, give us pure hearts, Lord. We want to see you, Lord. We want to encounter you, Lord. We want to uh, experience you in a way that is tangible, Lord. In a way that our lives change. Oh, Lord, help us, Lord. Help me, Lord. We are... It can be weak vessels, Lord, but we want you to strengthen us, Lord, deep down in our spirit. It says, and the child grew and was strengthened in spirit 
and was in the deserts until the day of his manifestation to Israel. Speaking of John the Baptist, he was strengthened in spirit, Lord. I pray you would strengthen us in spirit, Lord, in these days, Lord. Lord, I pray for anyone, Lord, who feels despair this morning, Lord, who feels fear, Lord, that you would comfort them, Lord, and give them hope this morning in Jesus Christ. That, that thing that they're worried about is going to dissipate in three months' time. It won't matter anymore. It won't have the same power over them. It will become a distant memory. So, Lord, we're crying out, Lord, for hope this morning, Lord. We're crying out for comfort this morning by the Spirit of the living God. Amen.